Welcome to Creating Real Marriages That Last with Dr. Mike Glenn. Today on the podcast, we're talking about Mike's 25th anniversary at Burntwood Baptist Church. Let's listen in. Well, you are entering into a special year of ministry. Is there like, is it like you're... It's the 25th year. 25th year. Special, I, don't, I don't know. If, I don't know if there's like a golden year of ministry or, but, uh, but I'm the surprising year. I mean, everybody, surprising everybody year. just got kind of stunned. Like, You're here that you're, long? You're, you're, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, that's, that's a, a nice bundle of years. What are, what has been some of the highlights? Wow. Um, you know, the obvious ones are there. Um, uh, you know, the, Moving the campuses, building the buildings, yeah. um, paying it off, mm. um, developing the uh, the whole find your yes kind of idea of ministry mm-hmm. and watching the lay people grab hold of things, mm-hmm. uh, the deaf church. Um, yeah. uh, I, you know, I'm going to be prophetic here and say you're going to see the same thing happen with uh, special needs. Wow. Okay. We've, we've got the same kind of lay cohesion mm-hmm. happening around around the, the, the area of special needs. That's neat. Uh, hmm. And uh, uh, and so I, I would not I would not be surprised over the next several years that you see the same kind of energy, hmm. level of interest, involvement, engagement, yeah. and ministry that we now see with the deaf. That's awesome. Well, as you kind of led out and grew in ministry over those years mm-hmm. so what are what are some of the leadership lessons that you mm. <laughs> that you've learned uh, i got this scar when i learned this lesson <laughs> yeah um, was- the interesting thing is people said how long you, you know how have you stayed at a church for 25 years well the reality is i've been at three or four churches at the same address uh the church that that i came to on franklin road is very very different than this church hmm. as far as the way we do things uh, the focus, energy, and, and all of that. So I've had to kind of be a different pastor each time the church kind of went through this morph. Yeah. Uh, and so what normally you would, hap- would happen in people's lives as they move from this church to that church to this church happened to me all at the same address. Hmm. So uh, some of the leadership lessons would be, one, um, God gifted the church, and God had a vision for the church. We're always taught that the pastor brings a vision. God, He goes mm-hmm. up on the mountain, God tells the pastor, and the pastor comes down and says, God told me, I'm telling you. Right. But the reality is God had a vision for that church, just like he has a, a, a vision for every person that is born. Hmm. See, uh, a, a good leader doesn't give you your vision calls out the vision, allows you to discover the vision that's already there. Hmm. So I thought for a while that it was my job to give the vision to Brentwood Baptist (laughs) Church. And God was telling me all the time, I've already given them the vision. (laughs) I had that in mind when I I birthed them. Uh, What I want you to do is be the midwife Hmm. and help that vision be born. And, you know, the midwives in Exodus are the heroes and even in the, in, in, the, in the Jewish nation now, they're celebrated as much as Moses because they didn't need a burning bush. Mm. They just did. They did two things. One, they created a safe place for the dream of God to be born, and they wouldn't let a pagan king define the future of God's people. 
so I, and I think that's the role of the pastor. So I began to watch and pay attention uh, to really just what our church was doing. Mm-hmm. And when you and when you saw when you just paid attention, you saw some amazing things happening. Uh, one really really serious focus on discipleship. Mm-hmm. This church has always had great Bible teachers. And so how then do I, do I release that? Do mm-hmm. I encourage that? Uh, uh, we were a church plant. Our first pastor, Bill Wilson, was a church planter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill's heart was always about how can we plant more churches so that now we're in the Middle Tennessee Initiative. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's, that's been part of our DNA from the beginning. Mm-hmm. We're not doing anything different. We're just doing it more of it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, because of who we are and the way we, we've grown. Mm-hmm. Um, so helping this church kind of grab hold of the vision that God already had in there and then helping each person mm-hmm. uh, see that vision. And when you do that, when you release them, oh, they blow it off. They just <laughs> blow the top off of it. <laughs> well, that I mean, that's not a typical, like you said, pastors typically say, I want to give vision to the yeah. church. that. How, I mean, how did that start happening in your heart that you started understanding that? Was that, were, were you seeing other things? Uh, well, you said that you had, the Lord just kind of started awakening yeah, that. Yeah, you know, even even me, as hard as my head is, if, <laughs> if, if eventually it starts to bleed and I You're start like, figuring, I have banged my head against this wall <laughs> long enough. And and you may have heard me tell the story, but I but I had a significant spiritual experience where the Lord said to me, why don't you relax and be who I made you to be? And why don't you let the church relax and be who I made her to be? Uh, besides my salvation moment, the most liberating thing that I've ever heard. And so I came back to Printwood and sat down. Why this people? Why this place? Why this time? And then you start paying attention to what they're already doing. And then when you go and say, you do this really well. And why don't you take it to the next level? And then when you empower them, and they're doing it. See, the thing about gifts is it's a gift. It's easy to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, we have several musicians in our church. Yeah. And, gosh, they move me to tears when they play. <laughs> and I'll go to them, and I'll just be stabbed. But, gosh, that was the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. And what will they say? I in, yeah, in, anybody anybody yeah. can do that. Yeah. No, I know one person in this congregation who can't do it. <laughs> but... <laughs> Uh, but because it's gift, they don't recognize it. And when you go to somebody and say, "AJ, you have this gift. Mm-hmm. I want you to do it here," they will blow it out the top. Mm-hmm. Uh, our our finance team is made up of people who have the gift of managing money, mm-hmm. and they see the Excel spreadsheet, all the little, and they just they get teary eyed at <laughs> a beautiful experience. You know, it just bores me to tears. Right, right. But we blow through our. Um, um, audit every year because of the way that they handle our money. Hmm. Uh, This building uh, was overseen by Joe Hudson, Mm -hmm. uh, who has, you know, that's been his life experience. Uh, And empower him and say, Hmm. you do this a lot better than I do, Joe. (laughs) And uh, and we've had time and time again where significant lay people have uh, have grabbed hold of their gift and claimed their empowerment from the Lord and Bam! It has put our well. The deaf church is there mm-hmm. because of Betty Steersman. Yeah. What um, What would you tell Mike Glenn twenty five years ago <laughs> when he was coming to Brentwood Baptist? Slow down. 
Okay. Slow down. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Mm. And you don't get a trophy for the first hundred yards of a marathon. <laughs> Uh, that there are there are things happening right now around you that won't ever happen again. Hmm. Uh, your boys will only be five once. Hmm. They'll only go to second grade once. They'll only ride their bicycle once. Uh, uh, you know. Yeah. And I'm I'm up here trying to do God's business and <laughs> uh, and 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 some of the most important God stuff that I was supposed to be part of, I missed. Yeah. Um, and so I would, uh, I would, I would slow down. I would be much, 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 much. How many muches can I say in one podcast? <laughs> a lot. Much more patient with people. Okay. Uh, when, when you work in a church, you think that that's the only thing your people need to do. You need to come mm-hmm. to church more. You need to sing in the choir more. You need to give more. You need to teach more Sunday school class. There are some people who use all their faith just to get here. Hmm. Uh, all week long, life's been telling them to give up, quit. Satan's been telling them they don't matter, they're never going to make it. Hmm. And they get up and put their shoes on and say, today I won't give up. Yeah. And they show up. Hmm. Uh, some of the most courageous stories I've ever heard would be about people that names you don't know. Hmm. Uh, you know, I, I went around the church a couple of weeks ago. Uh, on this, how how God's working, yeah, and I, and I yeah. went out and said, and, and pulled out their stories, pulled, pulled out stories, yeah, and uh, cool. uh, uh, and it was uh, it was a strong thing because you don't know mm. the the story that's sitting next to you. Yeah. Uh, I would be a lot lot more patient, and I would also understand that a lot of what the church does, mm-hmm. that the organizational church, the institutional church does, is just a waste of people's time. <laughs> I think I think I would cut a lot of stuff that, that we try to get people to attend to mm-hmm. because we were told by some expert we needed, we needed to do to that, yeah. and our people didn't need it. Yeah, and uh, and I think I should have been a better shepherd and protected the the, the sheep from such time wasters. As that. <laughs> Why don't y'all just stay home tonight and enjoy your family and you do God's work? Do Skip God's work. Meeting. You don't need it to come to this meeting. Yeah. What um, what excites you about the next stage, your next twenty five years? Oh gosh, um, uh, one the, the cool thing about being at a, at a place for twenty five years is you get to see people grow up, hmm. and uh, so some of the children mm-hmm. are now young adults mm-hmm. and getting married, and you know, and uh, oh. you know, I, I I feel anxious now doing the weddings because the weddings I'm doing were they were little girls when yeah. I came, you know. Uh, and so you get to, you get to be part of their life. I, I, I think this Middle Tennessee initiative of watching the church uh, get focused on really what matters and really what makes a difference, mm-hmm. and uh, and and finding ways to 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 um, start those conversations with the poverty ministry and educational ministry, healthcare ministry, uh, getting back to basic discipleship and not so much institutional church structure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's going to be fun. Okay. I think that's going to be exciting. And, and I think our church can do it. I think our church has a makeup to do it. Mm-hmm. Again, back to those lay people who grab hold of it and mm-hmm. make it happen. Thanks for listening in on the conversation. If you want to find out more about Dr. Mike Lynn, you can go to MikeLynnOnline.com or you can follow him on Twitter at Mike Glenn. You can also download a free copy of 170 Ways to Love Your Spouse on his website, MikeLynnOnline.com.